Welcome to the SwampSwami.com audio podcast. Take it away, Mr. Haney. Swamp Swami has the sports for me. Watching sports since the age of three. He covers stories far and wide. Bring your sense of humor and come inside. Sports scores and more. Fresh takes. Fast breaks. Sports are my life. Yeah, right, said his wife. Swamp Swami's podcast show. When stars collide. Decades ago, when I was in junior high school, yes, that long ago, I would retreat to my bedroom on weeknights to listen to the radio for a show called Stars Collide. The evening DJ would pit a popular hit song of the day up against an up-and-coming record. He would play each song back-to-back first and then give the listeners the next 15 or 20 minutes to call the hotline and vote for their favorite song. And the winning song would be announced toward the end of the half hour and played again as a victory celebration. And then the next hour, another record would be introduced in an effort to knock off last hour's winner. It was brilliant marketing. It kept a younger audience like me listening intently and returning on weeknights. And somehow, my grades didn't seem to suffer, well, not very much, during those weeknight distractions. (laughs) So why do so many people feel today that the sky is falling in Alabama? Returning to the year 2024, I listened to a few hours of a show from the SEC Network's Paul Feinbaum radio podcast last week. And on that particular day, he interviewed the new head football coach at the University of Alabama, Kalen DeBoer. The former head coach for the University of Washington is the lucky, maybe, gentleman tasked with following in the footsteps of America's football coaching legend, Nick Saban. When your predecessor owns a record of seven national championships, one at LSU and six at Alabama, it's imperative that the new football coach exhibits a strong belief in his own coaching abilities. During the 10-minute interview, the new football coach came across as relaxed and confident. He assured Bama fans that the program will continue to strive for the national championship every season just like it did under Coach Saban. Kalen DeBoer checked all my boxes, and I was impressed. The former Huskies coach, whose team went 13-1 this season and lost in the national championship game to Michigan, was as cool as Clint Eastwood's Dirty Harry character sitting down for a cup of coffee at a San Francisco corner cafe. The new head football coach cannot project that he has any fear of failure either. The Alabama football fans don't want to hear any excuses. They just want to compete for the national championship trophy every single season. Yeah, Bama fans have become a little spoiled, and they are very intense. They're also incredibly loyal to the school, though. As soon as that radio interview ended with Coach Kalen DeBoer, a legion of Alabama fans started to call the Paul Feinbaum radio show to express their concerns about the new coach. Why are they worried? The man's only been on the job in Tuscaloosa for about a week. That's because the mighty Alabama Crimson Tide football team had lost three of their so-called five-star football players into the NCAA's evil transfer portal after Nick Saban's retirement announcement. One caller after another lamented the loss of these five-star players as if the world was coming to an end. But why would the loss of these three football players cause such a big panic for Bama fans? What goes in in determining a five-star high school football player? I'm glad you asked. Here's a breakdown for high school football recruiting. I found this interesting. Five-star athletes are considered to be one of the top 25 to 30 high school football players nationwide. 
That's a lot of football players and only the top 25 or 30 are five-star players. Four-star players are considered one of the top 250 to 300 high school football players nationwide. A three-star player is considered one of the top 750 high school football players in the U.S. A two-star player is a little harder to get your hands on, but most of them are considered to be mid-major prospects. In other words, the smaller conference schools will love them. And a one-star player? Well, you're not exactly on the national radar, but you're good enough to get a college scholarship to come play for the school. So now it's time to do a little bit of math with all these players. And you can check my work if you go to SwampSwamiSports.com. There are 133 FCS upper division college football teams, and they each get 85 college football scholarships at each school. So that gives us a total of 11,305 total football scholarship athletes in the NCAA's upper division group. But guys come and guys go by the year. So let's divide that by four and take 11,305 scholarship athletes divided by four years of scholarships per school, and that gives us an annual total of 2,826 football scholarships are theoretically awarded every year by these 133 FCS teams. See, five-star athletes out of that pool of 2,826 total scholarships awarded during the year, they comprise just 1% of the players signed to a football scholarship every year. The four-star people, they're 11% of the players. Let's get the comments from a recruiting evaluator describing the two top recruiting levels for high school athletes. He said, A five-star is someone we project to be an immediate contributor in college and a potential first-round NFL draft pick. A four-star will be an immediate contributor and big-time player in the program and will be between a second and fifth-round draft pick. By the way, these talent evaluators are strictly looking at the player's athletic talent and physical attributes as they progress through the high school ranks. Their grades and attitude and other personal red flags are not part of this evaluation. Did you know that some of these recruiting services even begin to scout football prospects in middle school? There are summer camps for these stars. To have the best chance to shine and improve those college scholarship opportunities, a high school prospect should try to attend at least one football summer camp. And if the player doesn't have the financial wherewithal to attend one of these camps, it will become harder for that player to receive a top rating from the talent scouts. These evaluators convene on most of the summer camps to help identify and assign the so-called star ranking to the top high school athletes. The talent evaluators for the rating services will pass around a videotape of each player to others in their group to evaluate later. And then they'll receive the input from everyone on their team prior to assigning a coveted star rating for an athlete. By the way, the competition between these rating and recruiting services is very keen. To get more business, of course, your service must be the one who does the most accurate job of predicting the future results for high school talent. Remember, these star ratings do not include an evaluation of the player's character or scholastic issues associated with the player. Here's another important factor to consider. The number of stars awarded to a high school sophomore might dramatically change by the time that person graduates in two years. For example, an overweight defensive lineman as a sophomore may slim down as a senior and become the next J.J. Watt type of wrecking ball entering his senior year in high school. Woo! These talent evaluators hold a lot of sway, but they make a lot of mistakes too. Question, does the number of five-star athletes on a team predict a college's national championship chances? Not really, but having the most physically talented players on your squad does not hurt your chances either. These top high school players, the 1%, 
earning the coveted five-star rating, have a lot of raw talent. There is no doubt about that. But it also doesn't mean that the player is going to work very hard to improve every year while attending college, though. Just like high school players can change from year to year, so do college athletes. Time out. It's time for a story. I remember hearing Coach Nick Saban tell a recruiting story when he was back as a head coach at LSU. When asked at a press conference about losing a particular five-star prospect, he shrugged off the question and said that the young man may not have been a good fit for his college football program anyway. Coach Saban's teams are notorious for incredible discipline on the field and attention to even the smallest of details. Some football players are simply not a good fit for his program. If these top-rated athletes will accept some coaching instruction in college and work hard every year, they do have a better-than-average statistical chance of becoming a top NFL prospect in a few years. So should Alabama fans panic about losing a few of their five-star recruits? Bama fans know how hard it is to get some of those players to even come to Tuscaloosa in the first place. And from a statistical viewpoint, the loss of these top 1% players is worse than having your lower-rated players opt out and leave the school. However, there's going to be another crop of top players available next year for Alabama to recruit. And if the school continues to lose its top recruiting prospects over multiple years, well, yes, then it's time to become more concerned. And that's the spot that Alabama found itself in prior to Nick Saban arriving as the school's new head football coach back in 2007. Don't forget that college athletics today has become more complicated due to the NCAA's transfer portal rules, allowing the players to jump from one school to another almost every season. And the name, image, and likeness, or NIL money, being offered to transfers is growing by the week. In the not-too-distant past, the University of Alabama and other top schools were able to sign a top-ranked player and then keep them on the sidelines learning the ropes for the first year or two. The NCAA's transfer portal, along with the NIL monetary enticements, is going to motivate players to bolt to another school after just one year on the bench at the prior school. Ohio State University has already signed two of the three five-star former Alabama football players. They opted out after the announcement of Coach Nick Saban's retirement. These players didn't even give the new Alabama head football coach a chance. And as a 1970s rock and roll song of mine said, don't let the screen door hit you on your way out. One source indicated that Ohio State has now spent about $10 million to sign several of these transfer portal players. After several disappointing seasons in Columbus, the Buckeyes head football coach Ryan Day desperately wants to make a run for this year's national championship in 2024. The growing number of college football players willing to jump from school to school in pursuit of NIL money and additional playing time sounds a lot like what former Alabama head coach Nick Saban was fearing years ago. In defense of today's college football players, though, sitting on the bench at Alabama or at any other major school and waiting for multiple years for your turn to play is very hard to do for most of the top competitors. They're not used to sitting down. And if another school comes along and waves a lot of money or additional playing time as an inducement to transfer, it's understandable why at least some of these highly recruited players from high school are now willing to make the change. Remember, nothing prohibits Alabama or any other college football program from doing exactly the same thing in order to fill the holes left by these exiting players. This current Wild West environment in college athletics may have swayed one of college football's greatest coaches to cash in his chips and retire just a few weeks ago. Nick Saban is one very smart and wise man. I'm Swamp Swamy. Swamp <laughs> Swamy.